you doing? Hello. I'm f- yes, good, man. I'm fine. Episode, episode two, and we've already had to revert to doing it over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, just... for, for anyone listening in or, and not seeing this and maybe just listening, we are all at home because the current situation has kind of halted on a to beach. a bit of a... Matt's on a beach. I wish I was on a beach. How I'm nice Matt. would it be to be on a beach? How yeah. nice would it be to just be doing normal things? <laughs> and not it doing really everything nice. every laptop. It would be really nice, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. It would. Yeah. So, yeah, Good welcome week. to the Sleeps Brothers podcast, episode two. What has been going on, guys? We were going to do this a little bit earlier, wasn't we? But we've had some things that we've had to do first. And obviously, we've kind of had to kind of readapt to like working from home again and uh, doing it all this way. Um, but yeah, we had a, a couple of weeks off over Christmas, didn't we? Which has kind of been extended now. <laughs> like it's just turned into off and then like come back to work without going back yeah. to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But um we took like just just for insight for such so, so everybody knows, like we took a couple of weeks off over Christmas because we were kind of like working really hard on the society, weren't we? And 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 everything like leading up to Christmas, and we were like finishing off the album and stuff. Mm. And um, so, yeah, the the consensus was just to take a couple of weeks over Christmas to kind of regroup ourselves. But then, uh, like into the first a lockdown, day, in straight into a lockdown. I think it was the fourth when we when we first came back, and I, I we you know we came back for like the first Monday um, where we usually have like uh, the society meeting. And uh, I was there for a morning when I got uh, a t- like a message in my family like group messaging group saying that my niece had COVID. She tested positive for COVID, and I'd been in contact with her for like seven days prior to that. So I was just like, shit. I was like, I've got a peace out, lads. Like yeah. I can't be around here. So like I went straight away and just got uh, a test just to just so I can make sure and play it as safe as possible. How and, is uh, getting a test? What's it like? I haven't had a test. It's, I love it. It's awful. It's like, I, you've like you've got to get you've got the swab and you've got to stick it in the back like where your tonsils are. You've got to like rotate it on your on your tonsils, but you've got to do it for like thirty seconds. And it's like it's not very oh, nice oh, having something oh. there for thirty seconds. Yeah, <laughs> it's and then really tickly that, as well. It like tickles like mad. Yeah, and you've got to like take that same swab then and put it like up your nose, like an inch up your nose, and then do that. But like it's just awful. But you can't you, when you're doing it in your mouth. I think you do nose first and mouth or whatever, but you can't, you're not allowed to touch anything else in your mouth. So although it's tickling back of your throat and you kind of feel a bit like, ah, mm. you've got to like keep it <laughs> your mouth open. It's quite, it tickles. And, and you're yeah. just doing this on your own in your car as like a drive-through. Yeah. Yeah. Like a drive-through. Yeah. I, I yeah. They like make you park up and then like, like they talk to you, they talk you through it through the window with the, with the windows up and all that. The stuff. first time I went, I was, I just like rolled straight in, put my window down and they're like, no, no, you've got to like, got to roll the window up because they've got all the signs, haven't they? So they can. Yeah. Cause can you're going you because you potentially have it. So they're like, it, yeah. It's and a like, wank place to work. Yeah. It's yeah. Proper shit. And now it's like so cold as well. And they just all look so miserable. They kind like, of, look, they look like the closest you can get to a festival really, don't they? When you get near it, it's like, Oh, artist checking, artist checking. Oh, that's no, what it's it, not. That's it's exactly, just, uh... that's exactly <laughs> what it looks like. I wondered why we're getting a bit excited when I'm going through. Well, I just went for a walk around um, a place near mine. It's just like an open space. You can go walk around it. And they had like a tiny little coffee shop there and um, grabbed a quick coffee. And I was stood next to this, like what are the, what are the, 
like the big dumpster bins called. I don't like biffers. Yeah, and there was just like a bit of wooden fence and a biffer bin. And I looked down and it was muddy as out. And I was like, oh, it's like I'm at a festival here. <laughs> like, it's exactly like I'm at a festival. I've been eating my food off like plastic. <laughs> just plastic, pieces of plastic. Plastic uh, plates and shit just to get that backstage feeling, you know, like the, the catering feel. <laughs> just, just like making homemade tokens and you've got to like give it gem every time you want some food. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So the last podcast we did was pre-Crimbo, wasn't it? Yeah, pre-Crimbo, yeah. So like how, how you know, obviously we've jumped straight into sort of the COVID situation after Christmas, after we had a bit of time for Christmas, but how was everyone's Christmas? Like, was it cool? Like, did everyone chill? And yeah, it was did, did anyone manage to see any family or was it a complete opposite and didn't see anyone or? Yeah, I, um, I went to go see, we tried to keep it to the, the three household rule that, um, that was the rules during Christmas. Yeah. So, um, uh, collected my dad and went up to my sister's house and we just like spent the afternoon up there and then uh, yeah just had dinner and kind of just came home really I was kind of working right up until uh, Christmas Eve because of something special that we haven't announced yet Ooh. it's like working mm. working on working on that right up until Christmas Eve and like sounds weird but like I kind of find like inner peace with like working a lot it, like I find like it keeps my head clear yeah, because like, if you don't if you don't do it, you get like total work anxiety. So it doesn't. You're not chilled out because you're not working. You're stressing yeah, like more I, because you're not working. Yeah, it's like I know I need to do. Like it just gives me a bit of clarity when I'm just like busy and doing things. And Same. like when I when I don't have anything to do, it sends me a little crazy. To, mm. to be honest, yeah, I agree. but like, but like from Christmas Eve onwards, I like forced myself to not do anything because like I anticipated you know, coming back on January 4th, back into warehouse and it was going to be all systems go again. So like I forced myself just to be like, you know, just fucking put the laptop away and mm-hmm. just have a, like a bit of bit of time to yourself and, and with Susie and that. And then, yeah, January January 4th rolls along. Or when was it? When was the lockdown announced? Like six or something? I don't, I don't <laughs> like, I feel like we've never been out of one. I'm like, I'm not looking at any dates now of like <laughs> normality. I'm just, I'm just like, this is life now. Tell me when we can do something. Yeah, there's yeah. no point because you end up like looking forward to an end that's not in yeah. necessarily no one in sight yet. So like, you may as well just kind of grin and bear it for now. So let's just pretend this is forever. And then when someone tells us that we can go and do something, we'll be like, fuck yeah. yeah. I've been having weird sensations on like calls, like calls to people or like we're doing this where you, you might call your, your friends or family up on a night at night Mm-hmm. And like you haven't seen them face to face for ages, and it kind of feels like imagine, imagine like we've managed to get life onto another planet, and like the, there's only shuttles to and from like once every six months or something. It's like <laughs> I get that really like out out of this like world feeling of the video chat sort of time. It feels like, like dystopian kind of future. Well, yeah, it's, that's like, it now. Like all that changes for like the week to the weekend is at the weekend we'll probably do like three back-to-back FaceTimes with like different friends or different family members and like that's like that's the social weekend thing now doing it over that it's just really weird you kind of like in the moment it does sort of fill a void you are like socializing and chatting to some people and like just kind of (laughs) tick that box but it's just a very weird way of doing it isn't it I think it's a bit more of a shock to the system than usual, isn't it? Because obviously, like, you're limiting the amount of people that you see. And I think, honestly, the 
the entirety of last year, like we only saw each other pretty much. Yeah. And like, and, and, and you know, over summer when um, restrictions got lifted a little, like we like made efforts to like, like see a few people here and there, but pretty much it was just, it was just us. So then like going into like, you know, my sister's got quite a big family and, and, you know, just going from just being sat at home for quite, you know, for, for most of the year to like going into her household, that's, you know, quite hectic. And then not only that, like trying to adhere to the three house rule, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think there's a fine line between trying to do what's morally right and then doing what's right for your mental health as well. Because like, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to see my sister and my dad at Christmas, like while, yeah. while trying to stick to the rules and, you know, but I think that comes with a lot of anxiety as well, because like at the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, my dad's vulnerable here. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm, and it's just that mental battle of like, what is the right thing to do? It Not created like, like a really weird thing, the whole Christmas thing. Cause like, I enjoyed seeing, seeing everyone. I thought it was, I thought it was wicked, like having that bit of real life social, but the, like the whole idea where they suddenly like dropped rules for a day, but then the back it it made gave everyone like a false thing of um making people feel like oh like COVID's not here today. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of people take the piss with it as well. They're like, yeah, oh, they're giving us. They're like, like how, f- how 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 can they track what we're who we're seeing and stuff? It's like a whole I mean? pass, weren't it? So it like really confused things. And I mean, look at the fucking data it now, like. I know. It's, it's a disaster in it January it, it is one of those situations though I feel like a lot of people I kind of like see out and about at supermarkets or I've heard things of like people kind of finding ways to to bend the rules in their favour as opposed oh, to you, just being like this is for us to be safe you know what I you mean? can find <laughs> loopholes you can make a, a loophole anywhere if you want to like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I mean, like we could technically still be working down at the warehouse now. Like that—that's the loophole. Like if you can't work from home, and like you know, like like you're allowed to go go to work or whatever. But we we made like a moral stand, just being like, you know, we should do the right thing here. Just try and if we can work from home, let's just try and let's try and achieve that first before we try and find a loophole. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like it's just a case of doing whatever like you need to do. There's going to be a point where we're going to have to do something and we'll go and do that. But if we're like, if we're just designing or if we're like just creating things that can be done from home, then we might as well use it. Aren't we? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we, we did see each other um, because obviously we've created our work bubble and we do see each other um, a, a lot of the time. And, and I think the warehouse is like, it is the safest space that we could have to, if we it's were to pretty like good, work. really, isn't it? Cause it's like, yeah. We, we have a nice large space. There's no like tight corridors or like and it's basically being outside. Majority of the warehouse is like basically like being outside <laughs> it's anyway. It's fucking colder than outside anyway. Yeah. But um but because of that, we did we did do Secret Santa this year. First time we've ever done that. <laughs> so we did meet up to like exchange those gifts for a couple of hours. It was nice that. I like nice. I liked Secret Santa. It didn't really feel I, like anyone was that asked at the beginning. I was like, we've got to do Secret Santa. And Matt was like, yeah, let's fucking let's do it. I love the I've always wanted to do it. I think like because it's quite a, like a normal thing. You know, like, I didn't go to university and I always wish I went to university. Or like I I have that thing where I'm like, I wonder what that was like. Do you know what I mean? Like moving somewhere else and go to uni. Yeah. And those like little things of normality. When we were like, should we do Secret Santa? I was like, yes. Like that would be so much fun. Any, any workplace, any workplace would just do we'll Secret just Santa. Do it, and I think yeah. like 
in 2020, it became because like we created the society and we like hired some crew back and stuff. Like it felt more like a workplace than ever. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, which was just nice. Like, like the nicest, it's the nicest it's felt, I think, having that like everyone's turning up and like we've got loads yeah. of work to do. But yeah, well, for, all, was for us it is the it, for us it is like the the business sort of work ethic side of things that we are still doing. You know what I mean? Like keeping the machine going and staying like connected and making sure. But it's the it's the kind of fun that we're missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> I guess like yeah. so many people feel like that at the moment where it's like all business and then you can't really socialize or or like chill. So totally. It's, it's Can you mention like, like like how easy it'd be to not do anything? Like you could quite easily take this and be like, oh, we can't play gigs and we can't like work or whatever and just and just be like, oh, well, we'll just sort of sit and wait. And like if we were just doing that and waiting for it to go to normal, by this point, we'd have completely lost it. Oh, definitely. And I think that goes back to the point I was making, like it actually calms me down having things to do and yeah. like being busy. Oh, gotcha. Like, it stops my brain from working overtime, you know? Mm. Like, and I think that's kind of... Uh, the trait that we all have in this band, like we all, I think all without blowing our own trumpet, I think we all work pretty hard as individuals. And I just like, I don't get tired. I literally, if I, if I don't work hard, I won't sleep at all. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I need that. I need that like rundown. So yeah. because you're saying about society, we just sort of touched about that. What have we been doing? For anyone who doesn't know or isn't part of the society, or maybe just like wondering whether you should join it or like. Or want to find out more, but should we tell these guys what's been going on inside it? So live on the Patreon last month, we did loads of cool stuff, but these were sort of the main standout points uh, to talk about. We had, um, we did a live stream whilst we were recording something. Am I allowed to say what we were recording? I don't know. I don't know. So we did a live stream. I mean, we, we set the rules, so, but I don't know. <laughs> Is that just... I feel like if I go all the way into that, it's going to give a bit too much away. But we were doing something special recording-wise and we broadcast it to the Patreon. But, well, it happened yeah. in a bit of a weird way because we actually had a studio booked for a day before Christmas to, to record something that we wanted to, something a bit different to what we normally do. And then... And then we'd books that like we put on Patreon that we were going to have like a big like Christmas live stream sesh, a bit of like yes. a, a bit of a Christmas hangout. That and then it, yeah. and then the thing in the studio in classic sleeps fashion just kept on going and we just weren't <laughs> there. So we were like, we, should we just live stream the studio? So everyone kind of got to come to the studio with us and listen to what we were making and get involved with that, which was pretty cool, actually. I think it ended up in a nice way. And when we do get to the point where that is something that's out um, and aired, like, all those people will be like, shit, I was there when when you made that. Yeah, which which was, ended up really cool. Yeah, like, I think it's really funny because it, it was probably something that we had nailed, like, a few hours before. But because, like, our, like, our like, attitude towards anything like that is always like, We've got one more on us. We've got. We can do that bit better. And like, which was which was right. I like. I, I do yeah. think. By by the time we were, I was like, I was completely fried by the time. I think it took me a couple of days to recover from that. To be fair, the the, the hardest thing with those, like with those kind of things, is because it was all five of us all live in one take. You could finish it, and everyone's like, "That was sick." But if someone had a bad one, 
then you're like, oh, we've made got to a do mistake. It again. You have to get five perfect yeses. You know what I mean, that's the hardest yeah. bit of those, which we, of... we which we only got maybe two or three times. Yeah, and then I think, I, and to be fair, I do think the the last one that we did was the best. So yeah, I mean, respect to Sav pushing? in that he had a he had a really a job of ultimate consistency in terms yeah. of what he was doing in it. We've um we've delved into the making of um of the banner in the album art, which was something that was going on for ages before we um before we launched uh, Sleep Society and that that banner that you'll see on like Sleep Society video and that is the album cover, that that was something that we were designing and then manufacturing for ages. And it was really cool. We did it with like we did it with like a local embroidery company and a local seamstress and like we were working on the design for ages and it is sort of loads of different things all stitched together. Um, it was really cool, but we've, we've made a couple of big pieces of content taking everyone through that process, um, which, was, which was cool, I thought. That's the sort of stuff that I was really excited about sharing and like that further look into the art side of stuff. It's always like... I love a bit of behind the scenes. That's the shit. I'm... Yeah, it's really interesting as well. Like I think... For anyone that's looked in any detail at the, the the sort of the backdrop for this record and the cover, like the for me, I've not really seen, to, to my knowledge, I've not really seen anyone do like an embroidered cover. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you might you might manipulate it to be a thing, but it's an actual embroidery uh, yeah, it, cover for the album. So it, it, it exists. It's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to like. Oh oh, that's my dog. One second. <clears throat> Hi. Hi. Walking into the sea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Walking down to the seafront. Come back, Matt. But um yeah, and also just while Matt's not here, it's just uh move swiftly on. Uh the like we did announce that we were doing the in-person workshops as well. Um and and but obviously current world situation can't do them in person but we're gonna like gonna be doing it over zoom and maybe with like groups and yeah stuff. so i Matt, the, i think that the first one's been that i'm gonna take on that. some students to do some like screaming kind of not really like a workshop <laughs> but more of a session for for people to just get a grasp on anything that they might be struggling with or not or anything because i've just been through the mill with it anna enough times to be able to just give give advice and help people out. So they're going live. So you can you can kind of apply if you like on the Sleep Society, and then yeah, and then I'll be and and that will be coming. Well. That will be coming for like we're all going to kind of do it, aren't we? In our kind of area of expertise within yeah. the within the band, we're all going to be like I'm going to do some like filmmaking workshops. I've got my first one on Wednesday uh, this week. Nice. nice. Have you got Have you booked in already? Uh, yeah, I've got like um, I've got five people doing like a like a management. A workshop basically so oh, nice. right. I, didn't, uh, I didn't know we didn't announce that yet that's a bit slow yeah. on that one yeah cool yeah cool. So I'm doing it this Wednesday we've had quite a lot of cool people apply for it to be honest when we say apply by the way we basically just put um, we put uh, like do a post announcing that we're doing it and then we have like an application email so you send in why you'd like to be involved and then we pick from that so that we can keep the groups to like five and try and make sure we tailor them to people who really want to who have a genuine interest, so not yeah. someone who yeah. just wants to... So I I got... for, sorry, I think for everyone, there'll be something they can definitely get involved in, but it's just making, totally. the, making the sessions manageable and like individual enough for people <clears> to actually gain from what we're trying to 
trying to do or well, I think everyone's been on that chaotic large group zoom call now and learned that it's like <laughs> it's mad in it yeah I, it yeah. was quite fun though like reading the applications that came in so I'm like basically talking to people about um <laughs> Nelson just went dog toy um talking to people about like if you're that sort of organizer figure in your band and like or if you have like your own new startup and just kind of the whole world of like self-managing your own small business and like running things that way. A lot of people have come forward either with just their own business or like people being like, yeah, I'm the same figure in my band, but I'd like to learn more about it, which is kind of nice. I think the main thing is whether you accidentally fall into that role or you're intending to do Mm. that. Do you know what I mean? Every band needs that go-to person and that, that, that main point of contact and organization kind of thing. So Matt, that's always been you for us, Matt. And, um, and yeah, I think, I think it's just, it's really like valuable information as well, because like you said, Loz, there is always that one person, like you, you kind of have like, whether it's like four or five people in the band, there is like very similar dynamics across the board with all bands. There's always like mm-hmm. the guy who sorts everything out or the, the guy who's like, who's like the designer or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and I think I think now more than ever, like you know, like like especially like with the route, like we're going down with Patreon, that's becoming becoming a bigger thing. And I think bands are realizing that you know it, it's it's more of what you can do for your band more than what anybody else can do. And like you're totally. always going to be the biggest, you're, you're <laughs> always going to be your own biggest fan. Do you know what I mean? And and it's not like waiting for somebody to come and pluck you out of the how many people and and do you know what I mean and offer you this this thing, it's about creating those opportunities for yourself. Yeah, and people are realizing now that like, or that if you like, if you are making a band, like defining those internal roles within it are like, is a really like key part to to making your band work, I think. So like Definitely. we we've all fell into ours and like over the years, but I think now if you started one, you'd, you'd you try and define those roles a little bit quicker, like, or, or if definitely like that, that's something like if we we would have like refined a lot earlier on, yeah, wouldn't it? Do you know totally. I mean? Which is which is why like I want to do these workshops is that hopefully we can help people skip level one and two of like figuring that out and like start implementing those kind of things, things that like help us now. But you could be doing like straight away, and it that's, might help the way the band. That's works. like the main thing with my voice stuff as well. It's like, yeah, if I can just give a small piece of knowledge to someone who's shouting the head off and getting a bit hoarse or feeling a bit fatigued, if I can just give them a few little tips that'll prevent them getting into the situations I've been into, then it's definitely worthwhile. It. If, even if it weren't for that one person, so I think the workshops and the sessions will, will feel really cool and, and be insightful for people. It's just help helping like prolong just so many of those things we found out from making the mistakes of. So like helping people just like avoid that is the way in it. Yeah. And I think especially like stepping into a new era of like how uh, bands are going to come up out of this country as well, because yeah. the whole Brexit thing, it's going to be, it's going to make it more difficult for bands to go and cut their teeth in Europe, which is like arguably like, the the root of our success. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, and I think bands, bands now more than ever don't need mention that to me. Oh, imagine being in Europe, like a tiny, cute little backstage in the sunshine. Now with <laughs> nothing in a fucking 
Portaloo, that stinks like shit. I'd take that right now. Um, I forgot, sure. like, last time last time on the podcast, we did the lion thing. So I wore this, I bought this <laughs> silly hat so that I can continue the hat <laughs> Those hats hat thing. are so in right now. I've seen Thin. so many fluffy, like, Borg fluffy hats. Yeah. It's, it's, so, not, it's so comfy, though, and, like... So yeah, this is the hat for today's podcast. I'll try and bring another one next time. <laughs> if I put one on, I look like a like a like a weird, like sketchy, like Mancunian drug dealer. It's like, I had me too. <laughs> Trying to look around, see if there's anything weird I can put on my head, but I don't think there is. I got nothing. However, I will reveal the Sleeps Brothers podcast is all about professionals and being <laughs> as professional as possible. So I will reveal that I couldn't really, I didn't have a mic stand for this mic. So what I've done here is Are you giving the secret away. It's <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> so no, the mic's no. just slotted in there. I just needed to lift it up a little bit, mate. If it works, why not? Mate, you know, I, I think mean, you need to decorate it for mate. next time. So like, you know, like I think you that's what you need to use. Tube. You need to use that every single time. Don't don't find it's got a, a little solution. bit of like vibration padding. If I got myself I happen, one of these. Oh, very trendy. Proper trendy. That is cool. Had a couple of showing off mics. Mine's just if I like wee myself or shit myself during the podcast, then I'm prepared. That's good. That's the only benefit. Don't even need to really move the mic. You can just turn it a bit. Um, Right. Tangent over. Um, Mm. Oh no. Sorry. Do you want to carry on? I I think we were both doing the same thing, but I was just going to say you mentioned something then. which isn't the funnest thing to talk about. It's definitely an important thing that's happening at the moment, um, especially for our world and creative industries. But Brexit. Ugh. And I know. That's exactly how I feel about it. But the- it's, almost as if, it's almost as if, you know, we've kind of got a vaccine now and we're kind of just ever so slightly seeing like a bit of light in terms of getting people vaccinated and like we might see the gigging, touring world coming back and then as soon as... And then it as in soon comes as you would, Brexit. Yeah, as soon as we get over <laughs> yeah. that hurdle, we're going to have to like seriously work out how Brexit is going to affect touring bands. Like it's 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 quite scary. Well, if it, it brings down the whole house of cards, doesn't it? Like it affects everybody and it's like, you know, what hurts me the most, it's like we're in a bit of a, you know, because we've been a band for, for quite a bit now. Everybody knows that. Um, you know, it won't affect... You know, it's it probably won't affect us as much. Like, it's going to be a pain in the ass with like carnets and stuff like that. But it's like it's it's the younger bands that are trying to break out there that are gonna. That's the, like yeah. I said, like I said, anyone because, that like, doesn't know what a carne is, a carne or carnet is like. <laughs> it's like a basically like an inventory of, of everything you're taking into the country, right? A manifest, yeah, a manifest. And it's like, like I was saying, like I think the very the, the reason behind like most of our success as a band is because like we went out there in Europe and we built Belgium up to become like Belgium was one of the first places we went and we kind of built that up at one point to be on equal part to some shows that we had in our hometown it it had a better reaction when we first went to Europe we got a better reaction there than we did in the UK and I think it kind of like encouraged us that this could be something more legitimate than we might have thought it would be in the UK yeah Yeah. but being able to move around like from the UK into places like France and Belgium that are quite close, quite freely. Yeah, just jumping in a van and just getting out there. Because, yeah, because the foundation we of go- how we grew. We weren't going for 
fucking a month's tour. We were going because we'd been offered three shows in Belgium. Do you know what I mean? Or like something small. Two-day tour. Two-day tour. And and that and the the money had just about cover like the petrol or whatever, and we'd sleep in the van. But if we didn't have any extra money to spend on anything then, like, no. we'd be splitting the 20 euros that were left after fuel if we were lucky that there wasn't any. And if you were a new band now and you got that opportunity and can't go because of the fucking hurdles in place, whether that be visas or just like, we're noticing it on merch. Now, if we ship merch to Europe, uh, you get the same shit that you get from someone shipping something from America where you get a little slip through the door saying you've got a product held at customs. You need to go and pay that yeah. thing. And what does that make you do with shipping from America? It makes me go, fuck that then. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, like why, why would you, you just kind You of just think? don't. And that's like, that's one of our massive like survival land uh, lifelines is that like Europe is a place that we've spent so long building and have this incredible connection with and the fans there support us by buying merchandise. It, it doesn't even feel like it was fought for, for very hard by our government though. Like we... Like all that that petition went around that everybody signed, and there was like hundreds of thousands of signatures, and then it just it just didn't feel like it was fought for very hard. Well, they just you know like, what I mean? they forgot about the entertainment industry and the like the thing to put that on the checklist of like um, it was like not, it's complete not, afterthought. Not needing a well, visa. Our fishing back are independent, and back, and everyone you know? was just talking about <laughs> fucking fishing. Fishing. It's just. I saw I saw an hilarious meme the other day and it was like a picture. It was like uh, pre-UK joining the EU and it was like this girl in the 70s like open up a Christmas present and it was just a big box of fish, like raw fish. And she was like ecstatic about it. And it's like, why is this, why is the fucking fishing thing being brought up? Uh, and also I think is like one of the most frustrating aspects of the whole thing is that the people who've encouraged this and made this decision... Yep, is I already agree. Constantly talk about it being like for the better and to like put business back in the UK. But everyone who has a business in the UK or has a small business in the UK, they can't physically afford to run it out of just UK stuff because we don't have the manufacturing in this country to to stand for everyone's small business to run from. If you look at all the shit in your house, all the shit around you, none of it's from the UK. And exactly. Yeah. So all those small businesses who are the future of Britain's fucking like economy. Yeah. Are all fucked because we can't operate our small business anymore. Well, a lot, a lot of people didn't even really know what they were voting no one for. Knew, let's, yeah. let's be quite honest. It was just like racism rhetoric. You know, they were playing on people's racist traits and they just Completely. want people out of their, they just wanted people out of their country. The pe Like, you know, we saw those fucking interviews like of reporters like going around interviewing Brexiteers and, I don't think I've seen a legitimate answer out of no, one of them. I haven't. Anyone like if for it to help UK business, like in in my eyes, you're talking about a hundred years by the time it takes us to have like rebuilt the UK's manufacturing industry for people to actually use UK companies for everything they need, which no, no, we're not gonna see. Like well, this is the main thing I was saying with voting for people when it was kick, like when it was happening. Like, it's not necessarily gonna. 
it's going to affect us in terms of touring freely in Europe and stuff like that. But the actual, the huge changes are going to come for like your grandkids and shit. So totally. like, don't just, don't just vote with how you think it might benefit you now. It's all about how it's going to work down. down yeah. the, line. The, the most thing I'm pissed off about is I can't get Pepsi Max anywhere. Um, and that's really important. You know what I mean? Like, is that, is that top of your, is that top tier for you now? Pepsi Max over Diet, Diet Coke? Yeah, I don't know what's happened, man, but I've fully switched. <laughs> you do yeah. always seem to have a can in your hand. It's, <laughs> it's, it's because I'm, I'm on, I'm on, I'm on the nab cr- trying to create a bit of vibe. Oh, because yeah. I'm, I'm working yeah. out Fucking more than two o'clock. I know. I'm working out more than I ever have. And like, this just kind of tastes like a bit of summit sweet. Do you know what I mean? It's because it's, it's, it's when you're just it. sparkly water, me, all the time. Yeah, it's when, when you're on, taste. when you're on a diet, you just want anything that has taste. Anything yeah. for a bit of enjoyment. <clears throat> but there's been like a shortage in all supermarkets that I've, I've been trying to go and get it. And I found that low fat mozzarella and Pepsi Max, I think due to Brexit, is just not showing up on the UK shelves like it used to. They missed out on that on headlines, didn't they? On fucking tabloids. <laughs> I'm sure everyone's really interested in that. Like one one funny thing I did see a few weeks ago that was in the tabloids. Um, that because of Brexit, Europe have brought back like new, like they brought in new import laws for food. So like, there's new regulations <laughs> on bringing meat into the into uh, from the UK into the European Union. So like lorry drivers have been getting their packed lunches taken off them because they've got like ham sandwiches <laughs> and shit, and they're like. This one guy was like battling it out with this dude. He's like, it's my fucking lunch. You can't take it off me. And this French guy just took it off him and he was like, welcome to Brexit. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and there's bound to be like, I'm not like, you know what I mean? Like there is bound to be some lorry drivers out there that voted for Brexit because they didn't really know what they were voting for. Or maybe they were getting did. the ham maybe sandwich taken off. Getting, yeah, they're getting the fucking lunches confiscated. I just find it funny. I mean, what we've got to hope here, I think, is that the government who are in power now here have made so many ginormous fuck-ups in the last few years, whether that be coronavirus, Brexit, and and the way we've handled these things. We've managed to get ourselves, even though we're a tiny country, up to like the high, like one of the highest and worst on the coronavirus. I think spectrum. it's slowly sinking in for people, isn't it? Because I have seen a lot. I've seen a lot less statuses like trying to give Boris Johnson a break. Oh, leave him alone. He's trying his hardest. If we're no, witnessing not. all this, it's not just like, it's not just coincidence that it's a disaster and then we've got this fucking stupid Brexit situation which isn't going to benefit anyone. I haven't heard one pro thing about it yet from anyone. I'm even witnessing like my fucking, like it affects people like my parents and shit like that and just so many people that that's got a like, Pay attention to the fact that it's doing this, and maybe with a better leadership, we could actually. It's not completely like um, impossible to change it with with Europe. We could with with a better leadership, we could like renegotiate with them and not be in this situation. So, like that's just all I'm hoping. Like, for I, th- now. I think I think I think us we can agree. Like, we're not the most politically fluent people ever. No. Do you know what I mean? But I do think we 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 know red flags when we see them. And the fucking the biggest example of a red flag for me is the conservative fucking is the conservative party, and especially with fucking Boris Johnson mm. leading. Like you, you, it's just fucking fishy. You just it? don't you don't have to be politically fluent. You just have to have a moral fucking compass. To exactly. Just, to just I mean, look at look at the school dinner fucking situation. Yeah, or or anything any anything in our day and age that. <laughs> 
is involving putting a border back in place, rega- yeah. like compared to taking one out and knocking one down. It's got, it's got to that, be the wrong thing. Hasn't that it? <laughs> has to be the wrong direction, doesn't it? Like, yeah. it's Tell the borders, break the walls, man. <laughs> we said it. They've fucking built one now, isn't it? Yeah, they are idiots. But yeah, I mean that's enough of that. You know what you know what we think. Well, about people it. people might have seen the petition going around to sign. Um, I don't know. I saw something about it being dismissed, and it's hard to it's hard to know what is right and the wrong way to approach things now. But there is a petition going around to uh, come up to come up with some deal or some way of giving artists free movement, like a visa. That's, oh, no, that, that's what the movement. visa was for. But then right. that no, they've um, they've come back now it. and said. Yeah, the latest latest news on that is that um, yeah, it's it's not happening. Basically, right. I mean, well, this is the last thing I'll say about it on it. But the like, if if you are like just leaving university or just like just going to university or that age where like which one I think in the current situation, corona by corona wise, corona wise, um, is <laughs> would be is I think that's up there with almost the most affected age group. If we were seventeen and and bands just starting to like, we're just starting to get going and we're just starting to meet people and like get out in the world and travel or like get like start relationships or anything that like that age. If, if you, if Corona happened then and that would got paused, it'd be devastating for you, wouldn't it? I mean, those like completely devastating. I mean, like for every, everybody's kind of lose like with lockdowns and stuff, they are losing like portions of their lives. Yeah. yeah. Right and now, that's a really you know, important moment in your life, isn't it? But then, like, um, yeah. also in that same time, that's the time in your life where you should be going to, like, we. what we loved about Europe so much when we first started going is that we're like, holy shit, do we have this on our doorstep, this insane, like, you don't have to go far in Europe for everything to change. You, like, it's, it's thousands of different cultures like in one radius that's quite easily travelable, travelable that does like you learn so much there about all these different cultures and like you meet incredible people. Like I think that's a really important thing for people to use. But not, not only that, like yeah, like definitely. the mainland Europeans are just like they're they're passionate heavy music yeah. fans. Like there's a reason why festivals in Europe, at least for like heavy music, because they're some of the best in the world because it, it caters to that that kind of person. Who just lo- fucking loves from it? Coming out, if you were from like a European country looking in on, on the UK, it is embarrassing, isn't it? It's That's why like, I'm like, I'm always like, everyone needs to know where we stand on this because this is so far from something that like <laughs> that we would have like pushed yeah, for. Yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, I mean, we just got our fingers, keep the fingers crossed for the most like optimistic outcome. In the whole situation, yeah, and hopefully, definitely. like, if you if there is like young bands who, hopefully, it's not like a rule out thing situation where like you can't, it's not going to be possible. Hopefully, there will become ways for it to be normal. We've spoken about sort of what's been going on in our world and and like the Christmas period for us and how we're co- how the band's coping with um being apart from each other and stuff like that so I was just going to say we could maybe move on to what's coming up and happening in February shit's about to get fucking real ASAP hot it's about to get packing hot the society for the back end of this month and in February gets very very exciting yeah it does we have it really does 
we have some cool ass shit that if you join, you'll find out about. Basically, we're giving everybody the inside scoop in the society about this massively exciting thing that we've got going on. Possibly bigger than the society itself. <laughs> but that, yeah, that's there's lots of cool shit. If you're already if you're already a member, then get stoked because it's about to it's about to get exciting. And hopefully everyone's having a good time who's been in anyway. I think it's we've been doing so much cool shit. I looked through the list the other day of like the things we've put out and like the amount of content in there which is quite easy to get that it's like still there. You can use those tabs at the top of the page to look through it. And there's like this bank of behind the scenes stuff now. And yeah, like, like even if you joined, stuff. sorry, Matt, I was going to no, say, no, even if on. you did, even if you did join now and you felt like you were going to be joining the society late, you actually wouldn't be because you can actually go back. You get everything. You can go back now and sign up and you'll just get a backlog, a backlog of like, <laughs> a backlog, a backlog of so many videos and cool stuff that we've been doing already. So, it, yeah. We're also, we're also giving away Sean's whammy pedal this month um, nice. to one lucky guitarist. If you send in uh, your favorite sleeps riff, you playing your favorite sleeps riff, it doesn't, we're not judging this on quality of player or like technical ability in riff. We're just, we're just getting the best vibe and we we're going to give hear you, you playing, don't we? we're going to give you Sean's whammy pedal that, Myself and Sean. I think Jar can put up a really nice image of this, can't he, as well? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but yeah, that looks so cool. Yeah, definitely. We've tagged cool. it all. The amount of Sleep music style. that's been written on that thing. Uh, it, it almost like changed like the direction that we, we well, that Sean was taking his leads, wasn't I, it? I completely, like, yeah, completely. Like he got it on. Was is this the same one that he had on Brainwashed? We've had a couple since oh, this right. one. Um, it's Defo So What and You Are We, isn't it? Yeah, it's Defo. It's, it's Defo So What. It might have arrived at So What this one, but it's done and and it's done this record. So yeah, so we're giving that away, and we're basically going to be giving something cool away every month. We've got something lined up for February that's not for guitarists and that's just for anyone who wants to apply to that. So that's that's going to be a cool giveaway. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind so just of, so, to reiterate, there's tons going on on society that's like popping off all over the place constantly. Yeah. Um, Never mind a very up, exciting, top secret, cool shit, which is going to start kicking off as of Wednesday this week, I think. Yeah. When ASAP. is this coming out? It'll be, yeah, it'll start kicking off within the society by the time this is out. Yeah. So. It's already, yeah. Kick, it's been kicking off, hasn't it, in society? Oh, it has. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. Just, just getting um, the tense right. I will also, not as exciting, but um, I'm going to be releasing my third filmmaking episode, um, which I'll be taking you inside like uh, one of my projects and just showing you generally like my workflow from start to finish and just generally how messy my workspace is. <laughs> nice. There's also a conversation that I had with a vocal specialist called Jane Shaw, who I've been to see for many years. That went up as well just quite that's recently already. within the last couple of weeks. So that's that's also something else that's going in there. Nice. Yeah, and you, you, you've had one with Mel come out, um, Melissa Cross as well. Mel. Mel. I just went straight <laughs> from Mel for some reason. The latest one <laughs> The latest one was Melissa Cross, wasn't it? No, it was Jane. But oh, like, right, sorry. There's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. there's quite a lengthy chat with Melissa Cross and Jane in there. For anyone who oh, doesn't yeah. know who Melissa Which, Cross is, she's like um, vocal expert and... She's done it, done it for years and 
she's like basically trained all your favorite screamers, basically. Yeah, exactly. She works with like Lamb of God, Kill Switch Engage, um, and just all those awesome metalcore bands that yeah, Corey Taylor. So anyone who's interested in vocal, that those videos are in there for you now as well. There's two quite lengthy convos that might might help out. And anyone who's interested in graphics or the art side of things, uh, this will have actually come out by the time the podcast is up. Uh, I've done like a full, um, like a process video on a design that I've spent about fucking four weeks of my life on in December um, and basically do like a full process tutorial sort of thing, showing you the way I work and drawing fonts and different kinds of illustration stuff, which is really cool. So... There's so much going on. It's a great place to go and get involved. So, sleepsociety.com. So, while we're here talking about society and stuff, should we call in to a society member? Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Why not? if If the notes are still correct, we are going to be talking to a Megan Pitchfork from what, what a last what a last name. I'm gonna say my first question. Metal, it? My first question for Megan. She's here. Yeah, she she's is. In. Hi, Megan. Megan's here. Megan. Hi, Me- hiya. Hello. Hi. Sorry, I didn't. I couldn't hear anything. I was like, "Can they see me? Can they hear me? Can <laughs> how's I it going? You're in. You're in. Oh, good, thank we you. can see you and hear you now. Yeah, um, yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> good. I love your banner. Yeah. Thanks. Banner's I did cool. think. I I did think. Is this the best place to? Look like a proper little fang down now. I've got that. Yeah. You've placed it there strategically for this call, haven't you? Very cool. So, Megan, my first question is Is your second name really Pitchfork? Yeah. 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 Wow. <laughs> you sound really deflated about it. No, it is a really odd one. At least when you go on phone calls or, or anything, they're like, How do you spell it? And I'm like, It is, it is like the garden tool. And yeah, I think Shrek, because obviously, you know, pitchforks and stuff. But um, yeah, it, it is weird. You, you get remembered a lot, which is good. You're like, oh, I remember you because your last name is like brilliant. Thank you. But it, it could, I don't know if it could be worse, but I've, I've always had it. So I've kind of gotten used to it. So, uh, Megan, have you got anything that you would like to ask us? Yes. Come on. Okay. So if you guys weren't in a band, what would your dream job be? So if like in, in school, was there anything you ever wanted to be other than in a band, like astronaut or whatnot? So, Landscape gardener yeah. for me. <laughs> Actually, Matt. Uh, yeah, I've kind <laughs> of got like a, just a, a low level glowing craving that just makes me want to be a landscape gardener. I, I, I do think you could probably be the next Alan Titchmarsh. <laughs> like I can see that in your future. So when I was, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a priest. I don't know why. <laughs> Did you actually? I, I never know. knew this you about know, you. When I was like really you young. came out the opposite, mate. Yeah. Um, I don't know why that was a thing. And then, so more than like I wanted to be something, it, soon after I wanted to be a priest when I was a bit a bit older, I wanted to, oh, it was always an ambition to dive off the highest diving board in the world. And then as I got wow. older, I realized, fuck Such that. Such a great ambition. Jamie, <laughs> Jamie, can you get a picture of Loz hanging upside down as like an upside down antichrist and, on the thingy? Because that is a combination of both those things. And you dive off balconies, so you kind of have fulfilled everything <laughs> you, you wanted to and do, then, but in like a, someone led you down the path of Satan on the way to it, though. And then, um, yeah, I just, if I wasn't, you know, I, I love skateboarding. I never got good enough to do anything with it, but like, I've, it's always been like something I've really loved. And 
I would love to be a pro skater if I wasn't mm. singing in a band. I'd take footballer as well. Like I was a keen footballer. That's, that's and... what I was just about to say. Like I, I was obsessed for years. Keeper McKenzie. Keeper McKenzie. Keeper I was McKenzie. best go best goalkeeper in Venice. I love you now. <laughs> I could save a ball or two. Um, I fucking loved. I've, I loved football and I lived for it for like so many years. And then got to secondary school, probably like year eight, and then. I got into alternative music and just got into like really heavy shit and like got into Slipknot and stuff like that. And then from then on, just wanted to do this. And that, that got me into skating as well. I love skating and I did want to make a thing of that for a little bit, but never, never got good enough. It, it kind of went um, hand in hand for me, like getting into skating and then getting into like punk rock and sort of alternative music went hand in hand. Like I'd skate to the skate park and she- I'd get the train to the skate park in Sheffield from Doncaster and then that would like take me past a couple of venues. So as soon as I started seeing these like gig listings and stuff, I'd be like, all oh, right, I could come to Sheffield, not just skate and I can go and watch bands. And then it kind of all merged together and all happened at the same time. I'll just walk out of the room a second. It looks like you walk into the sea. <laughs> 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 You're like, I've had enough of this. I'm out into the sea. <laughs> uh, that's oh, good. That's funny. So fucking, how's fucking Truman Show? I can't get out. I was gonna say, Megan, how's like how's lockdown treating you? Like, how how are you coping? Like, is are you like obviously everyone's missing live music, but are you still very much on top of like the releases of your favorite bands and stuff like that? Is that keeping you going? So you're listening to new stuff, and you know you, you can't wait for live stuff, or is it is it something that you like? Where's your head at? You know, you really feel like, yeah, you really feel like the need to be at live gigs or, you know, like what's what's your deal at the moment? Um, I have started listening to so much music that I used to listen to like five to ten years ago. And I really liked it because I kind of, um, I, I've always stuck to the same music from when I was really young um, up until like 16, 17. And then I discovered all this other music and I was like, oh, wow, I can actually listen to more than one type of music. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um I always thought I'd had to like one type of music and I was like, no, I'm not going to listen to other people. Um, and then I discovered this other music. I was like, oh, wow, I like more than one type of music. Um, and then I kind of went into like other bits and bobs. And then this lockdown, I've just gone through all my old playlists and on YouTube, I found a crying playlist from like, I think it was 2012. Obviously, it's not just music from 2012. It's what they used to play in 2012. So like a bit of everything. And it's so mm-hmm. fun. And nice. luckily I can work from home um, and I've got my TV right next to me. So I've just been playing that, which is so fun. And I've remembered all these songs that I've forgotten about. And nice. yeah, I really like it. Um, I haven't been to a concert, I think, since... I think it was March 2018. So even 2019, oh when God. I didn't take advantage of it. Um, no, 19. No, 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 19. 2019. It's post alone. That's a long time ago. Yeah, um, and I wish, that was in March, right at the, well, near the start of the year, and I wish I took advantage of going to shows them. But I was like, oh, I have so much time. Um, and now I'm like, oh, there's, I can't go to anything. There's something like kind of nice about, like, about digging back to like the, the bands that, you, that got you into like a, a genre or like a scene. Like, I still listen to like, some of the bands that were right at the beginning of me becoming a thrasher and like <laughs> those those bands and you put them back on and like that's the beautiful thing about music it's like 
it a lot of it doesn't have like a timestamp on it. People say like that record stands the test of time, and there is like you could listen to Hybrid Theory now, and it, you could tell me that was a new record. Like it's there's there's loads Outcome in the Worlds by Rancid as well. You, you could release that now for me, and I'd be like, that's and you can and you can album. listen you can listen to it when there's been like a little bit of time since you have haven't listened to it. When you listen to it again for the first time in a little bit, it's like listening to it for the first time. You can proper still you still get excitement for like. I still get excitement for songs on Hybrid Theory for sure. Like it's oh, such yeah. a great album. This is nice. This is a nice segue actually into um, something else that's on the list to actually talk about, and that's if you've anyone's been listening to anything new or something they haven't heard before that they're currently currently jamming. I'll, I can open it up and be like, I heard of the band, uh, heard of the guy called Ghost Main a while back, and I was like, that's never gonna be my cup of tea, really. Um, and, and it's got you. You're in. <laughs> it's got me. There's a song called Hell Rap. And it's just, it's like, it's like funny, but like really good at exactly the same time. And I've been, um, I've been loving like that, that Ghost Main's new record. I think it's called Anti-Icon. <laughs> but also like uh, Megan was just saying, like realizing that oh, I can listen to more than one sort of genre or loads of different stuff at the same time. So in one hand, I've been listening to like Ghost Main. And on the other side, I've been like this week, I've been listening to a lot of Ghost Atlas, which is like his stuff's like my version of what emo is. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, yeah, the way he uses his voice and stuff just reminds me of like when, when I discovered emo for the first time. And I'm not talking like Panic at the Disco emo, I'm talking like the used. Yeah. Um, yeah, bands like that. So I went down like a really fucking ancient path the other day, and uh, was like listening to like P- a P rock playlist. Wow! And, and uh, there's some things on there. That, like, for anyone who doesn't I, I know what P rock is, <laughs> yeah, P rock was basically like the scuzz of like 15 years ago, 2001. And, yeah, something like that. And uh, used to it, that among like um, Kerrang, MTV2, Rock. And P Rock was like the main three. Where oh, literally, MTV I'd, two headbangers ball. Once I'd, I'd literally get home from school and literally just watch music videos for like hours on end. And like, and if there wasn't something I liked on one one of the channels, I'd flick between the three, and there was always something on. But yeah, like listening to like, uh, what Whitmore, um, the Not Katies, I believe, uh, Sponge. Do you remember Sponge? Yeah, like loads of bands like that. That was really fun. Um, Megan's face didn't move, so I'm guessing it's, <laughs> we're, we're, is that, that's completely, completely over your head. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm, try, I'm trying but to rack my brain like, oh yeah, I will know. But what, like, what um, I have been really enjoying um, is the new collection of Architects singles that are coming out, especially the latest one, Dead Butterflies. Fucking, yeah. like, I, I've, I've been excited to hear that since I heard it on the live stream, uh, just because it's like, it's just so different for an Architects song, but obviously it's still very much them because it's like, obviously like Sam's vocals and, the guitar tones and everything like that. But I just think it's quite exciting to like hear them go in a bit of a different direction than they ever have. Like I'm really just enjoying this new flavor of Architects. Um, So yeah, I think like Dead Butterflies for me is my favorite on that record so far. I'd like to give a shout out to Holding Absence as well. Oh, Um, that new tune is sick. After that new tune rips. Because they, they like, they sort of, not quietly in any way, but they sort of consistently bring out very strong sort of like rock, catchy. emo-y, catchy songs. And so for anyone that's not heard of them, their their new one, Beyond Belief, is is a really good tune. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been listening to that as well. Is it called Afterlife? In the Afterlife. Oh, right. Yeah, I think Beyond Belief was actually before that. But yeah, they just they just release like solid tunes. Like, it is a really it, good song. And Lucas's voice is really great too. Um, Megan, do you have any more questions? I think we only got yes. around to answering one of your questions. I'm sorry. <laughs> we rattle on, don't we? We rattle okay. on. What would your ideal festival be to attend? So, so not to perform at, you can perform if you want to. That. Um, but like, if you could create your own festival, who's going there? On what stages? And even oh, what bands what, that yeah. play? Wow. Yeah, or uh, artists, or even choose the food stores if you want. All right, right. Quick fire. Laws ten. 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 I'll do ten. All right. I'm going to try and do ten. Shit. I'm going to try and do a quick ten. Dead or alive, ten. Um, I'm going to go with I'll have Marilyn Manson Ghost Main um, and and Motorhead as like my three different stage <laughs> headliners bands Let, let's 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 try and create ten between us three alright that's my three okay. that's I think my three bands, and then if Megan picks is pretty crazy Megan picks three we'll have just about enough so I'll, right. I'll go um what did I say? Marilyn Manson, Ghost Main, and Motorhead. A Motorhead. <laughs> Solid. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for the obvious thrice. Darkest Hour. Do you know what? A blast from. The, let's just put Whitmore on there. Why not? Who wants to see <laughs> Whitmore. Whitmore play Allison? I I never got to see him play Allison. Let's put him on. Nice. I never got to see Motorhead play either. So I yeah. We're coming in on yeah. top. We got Rancid because they have to. Um, Lincoln Parker playing Hybrid Theory in full. This festival and, uh, race. And and Hendrix is playing. Wow. Nice. Great. Nice. Megan? Uh, okay. I feel like I'm putting a spanner in the works here. It's all kind of... Uh, we've got quite... Like, okay. Okay. I'm going to have Whit Lowry, NF, and Post mm. Alone. Mm. Nice. I know. It's all, it's all different. And I want to... I, they're both my different types of music. And obviously, we've got a lot of that type, which is good, but I'm, I'm bringing in the others How as well, I which spend, I love. I spent all of last year obsessed with NF. Yeah, yeah I've only just discovered him, and I'm like, is how, that, where have I been? Um, what's, the, what's the record called? Uh, the It's called I remember The Search. It's called The Search, and it's just start, like, yeah. front to back, incredible. I like... I listened to that um, that whole record when we when we were in America. A friend of ours showed it us in February in America. And Jacob, yeah, Jacob, shout out, Jacob, shout out Jacob, and and I'd go to bed and put it on in my headphones, and I'd I'd be like so pumped up. I'd be like just like jamming along <laughs> to these tunes. His lyrics are so good, and he's like flows like incredibly fast. Yeah. It just like encourages me to write faster and faster vocals. But yeah, he is great. Good show. Like, I like My Stress off that record. Oh yeah. Banger. That sounds like a good festival. It's a great festival. Yeah. Uh, Megan, do you have any more questions? Yes. Right. Where is it? Okay. Okay. Where do you guys see the band or hope to see the band in five years time? I think we... We've been asked that question like a few times over the years and it's always like, so what's next for While She Sleeps kind of thing. I think for the moment for me, I just want to see shows return back to some form of normality and we just keep like, as friends and as a group of dudes, we get to just keep playing music however that ends up being, you know? Like I think 
sort of the older you get, if you like, and the more that this is sort of a career, the more you kind of like, you want it to just carry on and being, yeah. able, to, being able to do what we do is, is we, speci- special enough in a way. So We're grateful of the position. So for me, it's just the continuation of that and just like the stability of being lucky enough to still be doing it in five years and still have a good fan base and like be able to be making music for a living. I think that's that's all I need for me to be content. Definitely. And I think like with, with the lockdown, it's almost um, forced us to take this weird hiatus in a way. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's forced us to stop touring. So I think by the time we get back to doing what we love doing, there's just going to be, we're probably going to take ourselves on tour for five years anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like having it, having it taken away from us is, is a big eye opener on how lucky we really are to, not that totally. we ever took it for granted, but like it's, a, it's an eye opener to be like, we should live it as much as we can and take the opportunity to be it. Like even it, we spoke briefly about, well, briefly for a while about this before you jumped on Megan and even the way that Brexit is potentially going to change our touring lifestyle, like, and how we go from country to country and stuff like that. Like it's a bit, it's a bit all up in the air at the moment. So I think it's teaching us to really not take that sort of side of things for granted and, uh, and just enjoy touring life. We are mates. Like, Totally. Yeah, I was thinking, you've probably been asked this question so many times before, like, what do you see for the future? But that was, well, you know, I've been asked it before, well, in no, this time. No, no, it's, but it's, I it's thought, always a great question, yeah. But um, Yeah, now things are very different. I didn't know if that had changed or, because I, I, I don't know what your answer would have been before, but I didn't know if that had changed to some, to like, not a lower scale, but mm. think, how it would have changed. I'm saying two nights at Ali Pali in five years. I'm just, I was just going to say that when we drop our new record, we're probably going to be headlining everything, festivals and everything. So, oh. <laughs> the arrogance. It's arrogant. Arrogant. But no, arrogant. <laughs> For us, I think it's just about making it through this lockdown and getting back to touring as best we can as soon as yeah. possible. Yeah. Five year plan, just, yeah, keep, keep churning out bangers. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's it. Nice. Uh, do you have any more? Um, I do, but I could, I'd literally be here for like five more years. That's your five-year plan say <laughs> talking to me. <laughs> Megan, it's been lovely to have you on. Yeah, nice Thank one. you very much for coming thanks. on. Thanks, it was really nice to speak to you And all. thanks for being in the Sleep Society. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I feel like a, I've just done like a Kim K interview. Like, thanks for having me, everyone. You're very, you're very <laughs> welcome. We thanks. shall send you out some goodies, I think, just to say thanks for being a part of the podcast and, yeah. you know. Thank you. Jamie, nice Jamie will liaise with you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye, Megan Pitchfork. Nice. Cheers, Megan. Have a good Bye. day, Megan. Peace Bye. out. Bye. All right, and we are on to right. the last section of the show, which is shout-outs. Um, in the last podcast, we talked about uh, having a bit of a, a moment where we can talk about uh, people, people's businesses or bands or creative endeavours that are in the society um, so we've been having you guys send stuff in and we've all chosen something to give a shout out to and hopefully um, hopefully this helps if, if we're shouting something out then check out the company or the band or whatever it is and hopefully yep. that helps your business in some way um, I looked down the list and, and sort of looked and listened to some bands and uh, I took note of sort of the Etsy stores and things like that but I decided to shout out Defender as a band and mm-hmm. Flatline as a band because they both 
they both seem to really come in hard with the with the music and sort of the the punk rock kind of style. So they were both two really good bands. So yeah, check them out. Do you know where where they're from or what's their vibes? Why should I listen to them? Defender were from Switzerland. Um, cool. And they just, they had a bit of like a comeback kid vibe when I, when I first listened to them, like a bit of a hardcore punk rock kind of vibe. Mm. Um, obviously, I need to listen to more to get the, the whole picture of what that is, but they sounded really good. Um, uh, the band Flatline, I don't know much about them at all, but again, I just sort of clicked on them and watched some YouTube stuff and they, did, they just sounded really cool. But both bands sounded cool. like things we would listen to. And yeah, enjoy. yeah. I am. Um, I I saw this in the list of things that had been submitted, and honestly, it blew my fucking mind. It's such a cool idea, and it's quite a funny one because um, after looking at it, I then realised who it was that was doing it. So it's this guy called Ash Betton, and when we did uh, anti-social music video, we had to all get. Um, stunt double versions of ourselves that look really close to us to be us in the video, like in the background while we were in the video in the foreground. Um, and this guy, I randomly found him on Facebook uh, called Ash Betton, looks like, he looks so like me, which is crazy. But anyway, he, he, <laughs> he even in, like moved like you and stuff though on the video. It is, it's mind blowing. I've never met anyone who I look so so close to. Um, but he has this thing called, I don't know how to pronounce this properly, it's called Shooting Womprats. Um, and shooting Womprats. Womprats. And honestly, right, it, the Instagram is Shooting Womprats underscore. Um, and he basically like, um, he like photographs like little Star Wars action figures in like, in sets that he makes, but he makes them look like super real. So, like, he shoots it like macro, basically. And you, sh- you should pull up the nice. Instagram, basically. It's, it's such a cool concept because it doesn't... I've always kind of been obsessed with, like, models and, like, small things and, um, like, detailed small things. And he, like... Small models things, and small like, things. Uh, like, like trains and planes. Trains, and- planes, all that shit, yeah. And he, like... Yeah. You wouldn't really be able to tell like off the bat that these things are tiny little models. And then also, um, there was a band called Take Breath, um, who I liked, who were like, sort of like a melodic hardcore-y kind of vibe, um, with quite a cool vocal. Uh, yeah, called Take Breath. I had listened to those guys and thought they were cool, so shout out. Nice. So I thought I'd give a shout out to our boys within Reach, mm-hmm. who are like, basically like a Sleeps covers band but like kind of going on the Matt doppelganger thing. Like it's it's your your cousin's band, isn't it? Is it your cousin? Theo's my cousin, yeah. Cousin, yeah. And he's basically like you when you... That, that band are kind of like, oh, like, well, Sav, Look you and Sean as a kid. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome, doesn't it's it? It's awesome. Sorry to interrupt you there. Um, they're, they're, they're basically them three are kind of like you three like 15 years ago. I definitely which is like like crazy memory like memory jogs when I see them doing stuff. Even, even like looking at Theo's room, like I went there to, um, Theo's in uh, the like uh, narrative section of the Sleep Society music video and just like being in his room was just like being in your room like as a kid. It's like he's yeah. got like spray paint on wall and shit and like tagging everything. And, um, but yeah, the, like the, at the minute, like, you know, those guys are 
well, how old are they now? Like 15, 16? Like yeah, in the I think they're late in like years of 13, 16. They what's cool is they all met through sleeps and and then have have like met and then sort of made friends online and are now like writing their own music online and they record each of their sections and send them to each other and put it together. Kind of like if we were yeah. playing music over this Zoom call, they're like doing stuff like that, which is sick. Yeah, that that was the main reason why I wanted to give them a shout out, just so I can put them on people's radar because they are um, transitioning from being a Sleep's covers band into writing their own materials. So, uh, and you know, they're a bunch of really enthusiastic dudes. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if things happen for them in um, in the coming years. A very good example of like making it work remotely and like in this weird time as well. Like that's. Yeah. It's, it's quite easy to be defeated at the moment and just be like, oh, well, maybe I'll do that afterwards. But like, you've got to, you've got to do it in this weird, in this weird way and make it work even in the dodgy environment. So yeah, props. Yeah, definitely. Sweet. Nice. Cool. Well, I think that just about wraps up the Sleeps Brothers second ever podcast. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely, thanks, man. Thanks for listening. Um, there will be more. Yeah. And if you... If you were going to sign up to Sleep Society, then there's so much cool shit going on this month, so get involved. If not, and you just want to keep listening to our music and checking out our shit, then thank you so much for the support. You're awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um, new shit happening really soon. Keep your ears and your eyes peeled. Peace. All right, cheers, guys. See you later. See you later. Bye.